Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, at Managing Editor at FightfulMMA.com. It is a beautiful Saturday evening, not Sunday morning at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. You all already know I'm over the moon about that. Uh, if you guys are, are visiting us for the first time, this is FightfulMMA.com. You're probably watching live on our YouTube channel, but we're on podcast platforms everywhere. Tons of wrestling content, lots of boxing content. Lots of MMA content. If you didn't join our live coverage, you missed out on like a thousand comments probably. I'll go over and check. But uh, we have a great community over there, the Talking MMA community, uh, that also does pickums ahead of these shows. But if you're watching on YouTube, leave us a thumbs up, subscribe. All that stuff really helps. We have, it's 1,100 comments. Damn. UFC Nashville. It was lit, as the kids say, at FightfulMMA.com. Uh, we will be here on Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern for a more in-depth breakdown with Showdown Joe, James Lynch, and myself. But man, it is, uh, I, I'm not going to say this was a barn burner of a show, but there was some important stuff that happened. Let's go ahead and get into it. If you didn't know, you do now. Number 14, Jordan Espinosa defeated number 12, Eric Shelton. Why did I say that? Because I had no idea these two guys were ranked. And I do a UFC rankings video every week. That's the state of this flyweight division. Absolutely miserable. Jordan Espinoza got the unanimous decision win. Chris Gutierrez defeated Ryan McDonald. Man, Ryan McDonald's story is sad. We had an interview with him on the website. Go check it out. He did not pick up the win. Random Marcos. This is where it gets interesting. Number 15, Random Marcos defeated Angela Hill via armbar. Now, man, Random Marcos has had a good armbar for a very long time. I believe all of her submission wins in the U are in pro MMA are via armbar. I think she had like a scarf hold on tough uh, when she beat Felice Herrig, but she really rolled the dice quite frankly and was in a pretty wild precarious position if she didn't land that armbar, but she did. Now you got Randa Marcos who is I call her the most consistent inconsistent fighter ever. It, it's amazing. 
Uh, 11 fights in the UFC has never had back-to-back wins or losses, and she had a draw her last time out. She's alternated pro wins and losses in every fight since 2013. If she can get any kind of momentum going, that would be big for her. Uh, all four of Marcos's pro, pro wins are by uh, armbar, but yeah, as Joseph Boza says, she's five, five, and one in the UFC. But but here's here's where the swing happens usually. If Randa Marcos can uh, pick up a win next time out, that goes a long way. Uh, the difference between a win and a loss in this fight. If she lost to Angela Hill, she would have went winless in her last three fights. However, if she gets a win, her next, or I mean, right now, she's got one loss in her last four fights, I think. Yeah, one loss in her last four fights. So the perception in which that, that brings, you can really spin that in a different direction. Going from, oh man, I haven't won any of my last three fights to saying, well, I've only lost once in my last four. That, that draw has a much different connotation to it. When you pull off a victory like that, uh, Angela Hill, I don't know what it is about her in the UFC. You know, she beat Yoder and Moroz, but she is now, I think, three and seven or three and six in the UFC. And she lost uh, in the first round to Carla Esparza on tough as well. Like she got tapped out. That wasn't a two round decision. I think they'll keep her around, but she really needs a win or else I think she's probably headed back to Invicta. And that's, you know, she could do a lot worse than that. She fought four times in Invicta in 2016 and and got back in the mix. So that could happen. Jennifer Maya defeated number five, Alexis Davis. I'm very interested to learn what you guys think of this because this was a very controversial decision. I think that what Jennifer Maya did in the early going I mean, she really pieced Davis up in that first round. Those were some brutal combinations. And uh, I swear by MMADecisions.com. I love that website. Fan scoring is 50-50 on MMA decisions. And that's not easy to do. Uh, That's not easy. Uh, There was one media member who gave it a draw. I didn't score it myself, but if I did, I'm probably scoring it a draw under the new scoring. Man, it's... That first round, that, that combo was a drubbing, man. And that one stood out to me. It, it really did. And I, when you get hit 10, 11, 12 times with a, that type of combo, that stands out to me. But uh, I had Davis winning round two easily. And round three was a close one. Round three was a tight one, man. But still... I feel like 65, 70% of media had Maya. I'm not mad at her getting that win, especially with the way that she came out in the first round. She was aggressive. Uh, like Alexis overwhelmed her in that second round and had uh, the, the stats, the way it reads in totality is that Alexis Davis wins. This is one, if they ran it back, I'd be okay with that. I mean, you don't have to immediately, but this, it was a fine fight, especially the first round. <clears throat> And uh, one that I, I wouldn't hate if they did it again. Now, when you look at an Alexis Davis, you're like, man, does she want to hang around in this division based on the level of success in which she has reached or lack thereof at flyweight? Because when I look at Alexis Davis, I'm like, all right, you you won your first time out against Liz Carmouche. That's real neat. Uh, beating Liz Carmouche is... A big deal, but that was a very close fight, and 
quite frankly, the same the website that I, I just cited, fans had that one 51 to 46, uh, at least in percentages, in favor of Carmouche. Media had it for Davis. So a very close win there. But other than that, she's dropped two decisions. She got to UFC title shot at Bantamweight. I mean, I think she was five and two as a, as a UFC bantamweight, and quite frankly, between 2010 and 2014, she was downright awesome as a bantamweight. She had that hiccup against Sarah Kopp in the majority uh, the majority decision loss, and but until Rousey, there weren't a lot of people mopping the floor with her. Like Shayna Baszler beat her and Elena Maxwell beat her, but that was by decision. I, I would like to see her maybe give it another go at at uh, Bantamweight if she doesn't end up getting this win back. <clears throat> Marlon Vera, he saw the signs. Oh, boy. And he closed Frankie's eyes on this day. Uh, a jab just dropped Frankie's signs, and he was just just holding on for dear life. That was something, man. Joseph Boza says she only got a title shot because Ronda Rousey was winning for the division. I don't think Alexis was ready for Ronda. Now, okay, I don't. That's weird to me. What? What? At that point, Alexis Davis had beaten Tanya Evinger, Julie Kedzie, Amanda Nunes, uh, rematch with Baszler, Rosie Sexton, who was a pioneer, Liz Carmouche, who got the first shot, and Jessica I. Who else? She went the distance with Sarah Kaufman. She was a good fighter. I think she beat Evinger twice. She was rocking a, I think, a, a eight out of nine. Like, she earned that. She was winning fights of the nights and submission of the nights. And in uh, Invicta, she earned that title shot. There was, you could say that anybody got a title shot because somebody else beat somebody. I mean, it, hmm. So Marlon Vera got the win over Frankie Sines. Uh, good win for Marlon Vera. And, man, you don't see a lot of jabs dropping people like that. That's fantastic. <laughs> and Marlon Vera had his back against the wall, like, I think less than a year ago. I think it was August when he was fighting Waluigi, as I call him. <laughs> um, and... He was facing his third loss in a row, and if he lost that, he's probably out of the UFC. Now he's he's won three straight fights, and uh, he's that's not an easy division either. But uh, he he's had an amazing stretch from from last summer until this spring, and I think he should maybe get maybe get a top twenty guy. Probably would throw him against Bryce Mitchell defeated Bobby Moffat now. Bryce got out of a really tight Darce, and I know that he said that that he almost tapped to it, but the fight isn't what to talk about. Bryce Mitchell cut a hell of a promo. He said, they told me I was going to have to leave Arkansas to make anything out of myself, and I'm going to bring up Arkansas every chance I get. <laughs> Mama, call up mom, tell her I'm okay, and tell her to come hungry when she picks me up because I'm taking her to get a steak. By the way, Reebok, I want some camo shorts. This ruled. This was awesome. Bryce Mitchell was great. Fantastic. Star written all over him. Undefeated 24. 
a pleasant dude. Man, Macy Barber defeated J.J. Aldrich. J.J. Aldrich had this fight. And I think if she got the opportunity, she probably beats Macy Barber probably five, six times out of ten. Macy Barber's chin was straight up in the air, and she's... The thing is, a lot of people are saying she's full of herself. I don't think she's full of herself. I think she's saying what she knows she needs to say. She's a prodigy in that line of thinking of, okay, I'm finishing people. Not a lot of people in my weight division or gender are doing that with regularity. And I'm going to talk it up. Now, I couldn't believe that she was a minus 425 against Seifers even... I couldn't believe she was a minus 500 against Jamie Colleen. Uh, Every single fight she goes into as a just a massive favorite. She was a giant favorite against J.J. Aldrich, who, you know, ain't bad. She's not great, but not bad. Had won three straight fights, beat Pollyanna Viana, had had a little bit of time off. uh, But J.J. Aldrich is okay, man. Uh, she got started in the UFC a little bit early, but so did Macy Barber. But Macy Barber knows what she needs to say. And uh, she she's doing that, but she did not look great before this finish. She swarmed Aldrich and, and put her away, but she did not look great. Some fundamental issues were in play here. <clears throat> Didn't, oh, man. Didn't like that performance, to be honest with you. I like the heart that she th- showed in round two, though. Luis Pena, Pena missed weight big time, beat Steven Peterson. Woof. Make weight, and then I'll care. I don't care about this fight. I don't care about Pena at six foot three showing up and missing weight. I don't want to see it. It doesn't matter to me. This, this, this win does nothing for me. <clears throat> nothing for me. Make the weight. Lame. Didn't even come close. One, 148.5. Nah. I'm set. Violent Bob Ross. Move on up. You lost a split decision your first fight. Or your uh, your last fight. And then you uh, jobbed a guy out. Because you missed weight. Not cool. <clears throat> Just here for Amiga. At what point do you give this man a title shot? Forever. When the division needed contenders, he couldn't piece together enough wins to get a title fight. All of a sudden, you've got an exciting prospect in Davis and Figueredo. You've got <laughs> Joseph Benavidez still there. You have people that the UFC is like, yeah, sure, let, let's get him ready for Cejudo. Even though there's a mess at 135, Cejudo's talking about fighting a guy who's probably going to fight a 155 for the rest of his career and Conor McGregor. I don't know what the hell Cejudo's doing. He fought to keep the flyweight division alive. Now he's talking a bunch of shit elsewhere. What's going on? Here's the thing. Formiga looked great. Jobbed out Figueredo. What's Cejudo gonna do? Is Cejudo gonna defend that title? If so, throw Benavidez in there. That's a good co-main event or a UFC fight night main event right there. I'd do it. If you're going process of elimination with these flyweights and if they lose, they're out. Whatever. Do it. And keep keep giving title shots along the way. I'm okay with that. 
basically last man standing, moves up to Bantamweight, defends that title. Otherwise, tell Cejudo to hit the bricks. Like, defend your title or go on. The division's on life support anyway. Don't hold it up any more than it needs to be. Formiga, I feel like, is right in the mix. If it's not Formiga or Benavidez getting a title shot, it's one of those two guys. It's, it's them fighting each other. And and the fact that Formiga is ranked higher than Benavidez, man. I know it's been five-plus years, but Benavidez beat him, and Benavidez won eight of nine, 11 of 13, I don't know. We'll see how that ends up. John McDessie defeated Jesus Pinedo. This fight sucked. My God, this fight blew. Um, both men were on. <laughs> both men were. They were short notice fights or short notice opponents. They were not short notice fights. They were both scheduled to fight. Both of their opponents fell out. Fell out. You get the natural matchup there. Nido. John McDessie wins. I had Pinedo as a, I got five on it. You can't win them all. I've been pretty spot on with those. Let's talk about Curtis Blades absolutely jobbing out Justin Willis. Now, Willis, you know, you always think the puncher's chance at heavyweight, but we spelled this one out for you guys, myself, James, and Joe did on Tuesday. This wasn't going to be pretty if Blades... If Blades could withstand a Willis punch, Willis landed one in the first two rounds, and Blades treated this guy like... Go watch Coco Beware facing the Patriot in the 80s. That's what Curtis Blades did to Justin Willis. He mollywopped this poor man to such a degree. It was It was abuse. It was abuse, man. I could just look at it and and point at Justin Willis and say, abused. That's it, man. Justin Willis had nothing. Justin Willis had talked all this trash, all this shit leading up to this fight. What happened? Jobbed out. I think people underestimate Curtis Blades' wrestling, man. It's the guy, you know, barring brain injury or some catastrophe, He's going to be around a long time. The man just turned 28. He's probably going to be around for another decade. Probably got a UFC title run in him. Definitely has a future UFC title fight in him. And Justin Willis, you know, I respect it. The man had stepped in and won four straight fights in the UFC. Hey, anybody who fights for Inoki, I'll give him the old thumbs up. He had a couple of IGF fights. Neato, gang. But you weren't finishing these guys. You weren't finishing Chase Sherman. You beat Mark Hunt, and that was impressive. But you didn't finish the man. You didn't finish James Mulherron. What are you gonna What are you gonna do to Curtis Blades? He is a machine. I know he I know he stepped into a, a Francis Ngannou punch to the face, and that that will probably haunt Curtis forever because he ain't never getting that fight back. He'll be real lucky. Cause that's that's two fights he's lost to him. But other than that, man, like we've seen what Blades can do to people. We've seen him just maul everybody. 
And Curtis Blades wants Dos Santos, who he's never fought before. Wants Miocic. Love that fight. Get Miocic active. I don't want to sit around and, and watch Miocic just benched. Oh boy, you're not getting any younger. You're 36. Fight. You have not fought since July of last year. You have no wins in the last 13 months. Stipe, take a fight. Fight Curtis Blades. ESPN main event. Real good stuff there. And man, Curtis Blades was livid after this. He was letting he he was letting Justin Willis know what he thought of him and what he thought of all that shit that he was talking before that fight. We got 30-25 here on this scorecard, and I'm not opposed to it. I like it. Be more liberal with those those uh 10-8 rounds. But Curtis Blades is a guy to worry about. And you look, you look at the face of this division or the the landscape of this division, rather. And there's Blades, and above him is a Junior Dos Santos who he called out, an Nganu who he ain't getting, and a Miocic who he called out. He also called out Derek Lewis, who ain't, ain't coming back anytime soon. Derek Lewis isn't fighting until the end of the year. He just had ACL surgery. Apparently, he's had a torn ACL for years. That's confusing to me. We'll talk more about that later on. But, um, but, uh, Derek Lewis, or we'll talk more about that on Tuesday, rather. Sorry, somebody asked what was wrong with the stream. Stream's fine, homeboy. Hit the bricks. You banned. Stream is good. Uh, but yeah, it's probably Dos Santos or Miocic because Cormier wants the date with Lesnar. That's it. He wants to fight Lesnar and he should want to fight Lesnar. Matter getting Lesnar there, because I'll bet you anything, not me reporting, just in case any crappy websites are watching this on the wrestling end thinking I'm going to drop some scoops. I'm not saying Brock Lesnar's going to wrestle at the Saudi Arabia show, but damn, I'd be shocked if he didn't. No morals in a big payday. We're waiting until at least May before Brock Lesnar's booked for a UFC fight. So throw Blades in there with Miocic. Throw Dos Santos in there with Nganu. I'm ready for it, man. Hose me down. How about Anthony Pettis? Number eight, lightweight, defeating number three, Stephen Thompson via KO. The first time Stephen Wonderboy Thompson has ever been finished in an MMA fight. I'm going to show you guys highlights of this. Hopefully it doesn't get pulled down. But this was phenomenal. This was something very special. This, this hook. It's Superman hook. As I pull this up. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson gets knocked out by Showtime Pettis. Take a look at this. Thompson had been keeping his range pretty well. Backed up Pettis effectively and repeatedly up against the cage. And Pettis said, no, I'll bounce off, hit you with that Superman hook, you dead. Followed up with a couple of nasty nasty shots on the ground and uh, the thing about Pettis it's what we talked about there is that element of the unknown that's why he was one of my I got five on it I can't believe that a a former UFC champion would ever have that kind of line Thompson was bound to give us a boring fight he didn't want he wanted to keep it range forever he wanted to play the smart 
fight. I did not think that the way that Pettis was setting up Thompson was the way to win the fight, but he kept going rear leg, back leg, especially to the back leg. And that's something that I believe the Bazooka Joe uh, Valtellini had pointed out as a way to beat Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is go after the back leg. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. And Thompson or Pettis rather implemented that rather well. I don't think that set this up. I just think it was a nice, unexpected counter. You know, rooster punch, as they call it at, uh, I believe, Duke Rufus's gym. That Duke Rufus striking, man, it ain't no joke. And here's an interesting stat. 2016, Pettis had a featherweight win. 2017, he had a lightweight win. Last year, he had a catchweight win because uh, Chiesa blew weight. And this year, he has a welterweight win. So uh, he hit the uh, three weight divisions, three official weight divisions, and a catch weight in the middle. Now, Pettis was saying, oh, I might go back to 155 right after he was saying that weight cut was killing me. No, homeboy. No. Your car caught on fire. You've had enough stuff happen to you in life. Don't cut the weight anymore. It's irresponsible weight cutting. You didn't look great the first two rounds, but by God, you caught the man. You put yourself in the top 10 in a division, probably put yourself in the top 10. In a division that ain't easy to crack that top 10, man. But you stepped in, you knocked out the number three guy. Don't know why they kept saying he was the number four guy. Don't know why, but they did. But I mean, he's possibly, if he hits the top 10, he'd be leapfrogging Leon Edwards. Uh, Zaleski Dos Santos, Vicente Luque. Those are some good names there that he'd be leapfrogging. Now, not household names by any stretch of the imagination, but world of opportunities for Showtime Pettis. And he's talking about Rafael Dos Anjos. You have an opportunity to call somebody out and you say, run it back with some guy that beat me at 155. Nobody wants to see that. You got Robbie Lawler there. You got Santiago Ponzinibbio there. Darren Teal probably ain't there for long. And I know he doesn't. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't call out Lawler because his boy Ben Askren doesn't want Lawler anymore, apparently. You got Mosvidal there. You want. Give me that. Hose me down in it. Modern day. Mosvidal versus uh, Pettis at 170. Yeah, I'll bathe in that. And yeah, I'm surprised that they never ran into each other before. That's kind of amazing. As far as Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, he's out of the mix. That's it. Like, probably forever. He just turned 36. He has one win in his last five fights where that, that draw comes into play. And it's something that we're going to talk about on Tuesday's show, but I am not of the belief that you go five rounds with Rory McDonald, 10 rounds with Tyron Woodley, three rounds with Masvidal, then five rounds with Darren Teal and emerge the same guy. You are not the same guy that finished Robert Whitaker, Jake Ellenberger, and Johnny Hendricks, and quite frankly, may have changed Hendricks and Ellenberg's life, Ellenberger's lives as a result. I don't think this is the guy that that beat those guys. I think it's a different human. Do I think it's the guy that that beat Roy McDonald shortly thereafter? Yeah, maybe a little bit. 
he he had those tendencies. That wasn't an outstanding fight or anything. He can be that fighter that sits on the outside and chips away. I don't think he can be that fighter that that is aggressive and goes in there and and has amazing fights. And to be honest with you, if I'm the UFC, I don't headline a show with Wonderboy Thompson anymore. The guy is nice. He's wonderful. I love having him on Fightful. He's a great interview. One win in his last five fights. Hasn't finished anybody in three years. Can't do it, man. Leave us a thumbs up, guys. Subscribe. FightfulMMA.com. We have stories all day long. We have reactions to uh, uh, a lot of tonight's fights. But on Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, that's the weekly Fightful MMA podcast. Join us, myself, Showdown Joe. Uh, There will probably not be a show next week. Not this upcoming week. Next week because it's WrestleMania week. There's no MMA event to cover. If there's some major news, we will. But give us a like. Share our stories. We're on Twitter at Fightful MMA. We're on Facebook at Fightful Online. Uh, if you all could retweet any of our stories, that would be of great service to us. But most importantly, guys, thumbs up, subscribe. We out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.